Welcome back, folks. It's the Sunday edition that will come out Monday evening uh, and Monday on YouTube for Locked On Chiefs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We have some practices to talk about, and one in particular that ended up going indoors. A lot of comings and goings for who's on the field, who's not, some new injuries, some new designations, some new signings as well as they get into what is becoming not just camp, but camp focused on preseason game. Number one against those San Francisco 49ers. We're going to get into that as well as Trey Smith and the tight end group. Coming up now on Locked On Chiefs. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast. That was a long intro. It's like we've been gone a couple days. And there's <laughs> is there something to talk about? Is like training camp going on or something? <laughs> uh, it's the thick of it. Oh, <clears throat> Chiefs were off on Saturday, folks, after a very light 10-10-10 day on Friday. And Sunday they made an attempt. Uh, Mother Nature did not agree with that attempt. And First time this season, honestly, and that's great. Right. Um, they got a couple of drills in, as I understand it. Uh, ran a couple of installs. Uh, and then we're quickly cordoned off the the field due to some lightning in the area and went inside. So we didn't see a ton of it, but there was a ton of maneuvering around practice today. Yeah, and it also sounds like just a real quick note for anybody going to practice or going to practice today. I think the tickets for today's practice are going to be good, I believe, on the 19th. Uh, check the chief site, but they did say that they're going to allow those tickets to be granted for, uh, I think, the Thursday practice on the 19th. Ah, okay, which they weren't going to have open to the public at all. They were supposed to be going home at that point. Maybe they're just bumping it all back. Yeah, check the dates on the on the Chiefs website. I'm sure they say. Uh, I might have seen it wrong, so but I'm pretty sure it was a Thursday. And if it is the 18th, that's Military Appreciation Day, so uh, everybody can get out there with those same tickets. Yep. So it'll be – it's a good – training camp is a good time. We'll see how that ends up uh, worth with that. Uh, I am glad that this is the first day that they've had to miss and go indoors because we get a lot more information that way. Um, and, you know, there is a couple of things to talk about when it came when we come away from practice today. Yeah, I, a real quick shout-out. I got the shirt on today, so all juice. The Therese Paler Fund, you can help that out down at the uh, banner down below. Check that out. That's giving.howard.edu. Give now um, for the Therese Paler Fund, and it is in his name. There's a process you have to go through. But um, on a Sunday, I'm sitting around in a sweatshirt with his all-juice team on it, and it makes me wonder, like, the juice is what it's about, and we got several guys that missed some practice, including Laurent Duvernay Tardif, who was in a, a soft cast, looked like a brace type thing. He missed. Antonio Callaway has a bone bruise. Um, Alex Okafor is still out, as is Remmers with the back again. He was out on he, he was on the field on Friday, um, and then he was out again today. We'll see what happens there. He was um, on the field though. That's just to clarify. So it was Okafor. Callaway was not on the field. Kaiser was not on the field. Prince Winogo was not on the field. And Darrell Williams were not on the field. You know who was on the field but not practicing, though? So at least making progress? Yep. That is one Willie Gay, your starting linebacker. And I'm pretty happy to see that. That's very encouraging. I do think that that's a great sign for him going forward. So I'm excited to see uh, if he can get back and play in the first preseason game. It might be a push at this point for him to play in that game. Uh, But, you know, honestly, if it is, then maybe Nick Bolton gets some more snaps. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I hope that he does. And I think that that's like, especially because one thing we always talk about Nick Bolton in, in being the guy that will eventually replace Anthony Hitchens because of their roles as mics. 
But if you can get them out there together, it is living through the other's eyes. Like that initial feedback may actually be a big boom for Nick Bolton. And I hope that it is. Um, you mentioned Nick Kaiser. We're going to talk about him in the tight ends here and in in coming up in a little bit. Um, but guys who didn't finish practice, that is Demarcus Robinson, Derek Noddy, two supposed starters. I think you you could make the argument that Robinson is the three right now. It's going to start at X. Uh, he's been having a pretty good camp. Uh, and then Daryl Williams, uh, not the back, but the lineman, Daryl with a Y, was out initially reported as concussion uh, protocol. Concussion, and then it is actually the COVID protocol. And uh, we'll probably have to talk about that, too, because that's concerning, isn't it? It's very concerning considering he's at camp. So wonder how that ended up. Uh, so COVID protocol, we will have to discuss that a little bit. Um, you know, and then you start looking at what they also said and Andy Reid said about training camp, because that to me is big or not training camp preseason games. I apologize. That's big. He said they're not going to change the way the starters play. Yeah. Which means a quarter here in this first game, right? Right, that, that's but fine. that's not the one that sticks out to me. Exactly, the, week the three sticks out to me. Yeah, like, that's that's the deal. Like you would think that they want to get that last look at all the guys that are racing for uh, the bottom side of the roster because that's what they usually do in game four. Right. But it looks like Andy wants to stay with his normal process. Um, there, which honestly, if you look at it and you think about it, sorry, uh, all I was going to say is if you look at it and think about it. It means no less time or no more time for the starters. So if they were going to be playing, they'd be playing anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, if there's four preseason games, this is what they would normally play anyway. So if that's the way Andy goes about it, then I guess I really can't fault him too much. There just isn't that game. There's a break. So, I mean, that's just the main difference. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we should probably should probably concentrate on that as well and get a little bit more into the scenarios. Maybe we'll do that coming up later in the show after we talk about Trey, but there's a couple of actual transactions to tell you guys about as well. Um, we'll save the the interesting one for the lead into the next segment, but um, Daryl goes to the, to the COVID-19 list. So in order to keep your roster up, they made a signing in uh, an old friend of Brian Witzman who comes back to the offensive line group. Um, the question for me is that, A, yes, it's concerning because Daryl's in an offensive line group, the good thing is we know there are four Chiefs that are unvaccinated, and that's it. The majority of the team is. So I'm interested to see what the protocol is because I haven't seen the release about what a vaccinated player, how long he has to be quarantined. It may only be the five days. And if that's true, then you, you can get him back in the swing. And I don't know if Witzman is in a position to really make a push to claim that spot or if he's just a fill-in for that time on the COVID list. What's your inkling? I think he's just a fill-in, but the bigger thing is, is Daryl Williams was going to have a hard time making this team anyway. So uh, you have to wonder, I mean, obviously, in a way, this could work in his favor, uh, at least for Kansas City's perspective, not necessarily the players. But uh, if he isn't able to practice, he's not going to be able to play. So his best-case scenario is maybe playing week three probably at this point. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess it's possible he could play week two. I, we just don't know the protocol and how long he's really out for. So if it is week three, he may end up being a guy that you can easily put on the practice squad, which would be great for Kansas City because they're going to need somebody to come in next year, especially. Yeah, th- that's absolutely true. Um, and Nick Kaiser is the last guy that got a change of status today. We're a little long, so you know what we'll do? We'll start the next segment about Nick Kaiser. We'll, we'll go into the tight end group. There's some interesting storylines there, but we have something new for you from a new sponsor. Do you know 85% of people who play daily fantasy football sports lose? 
sorry, fantasy sports lose, is it really that surprising the game is rigged against you? You're going against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time. You don't stand a chance. Introducing Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You name your stakes, winner take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. I'm not a big fan, daily fantasy guy, but this is definitely going to be something I would be checking out so I can maybe get into daily fantasy because I love fantasy football. It's fantastic. You are in total control. Stat Hero is daily fantasy the way it was meant to be, one-on-one. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Sign up for free, and right now you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Stathero.com slash locked on. I'm going to check that out, too. Uh, there's there's some interesting wrinkles going on in the fantasy world. Um, I have been, like, thinning the herd on fantasy leagues the last several years. <laughs> yes, I have. Just the main league anymore. So um, if you're interested in playing some some fantasy, we might be setting some up over on RGR Football. You can come over and check us out there on the Monday night stream. We might have some more information for you. Uh, somebody that isn't going to be playing in that Monday night game is Nick Kaiser. Very interesting case. He's been pretty beat up yep. uh, through this camp. I believe that started in OTAs, if I remember correctly. That sounds right. And rather than just deciding, hey, you know, he's he's been trying to do this, but he's not healthy enough, a lot of times you're going to see a team uh, do a release with an injury settlement at that point. Well, and and it's not what happened. Right. And to be fair, though, what we also need to say is that he came back and got activated. Mm-hmm. So he came back to practice and tried to practice and then found out that he couldn't. Yeah. And now we are where we are. And that's... <laughs> I feel for him because that clearly to me means that he's not he's not giving up on the on the the process. He's not giving up on his role, even though no grace presence bumps him down at least a rung, no matter what. Um, but like the effort is there in and kudos to Nick Kaiser for doing that. But the, he actually got placed on the retired reserve list today, meaning that he must have done some I, I don't think that requires the actual paperwork with the league yet to go on the list. But it means that you told your organization you're going to retire. Yep, which means he's going to be done. So one of the Chiefs tight ends from last year, tight end two from last year, actually, is not going to be on the roster this year. Now, in my opinion, in yours, I believe as well, they upgraded that position. Uh, Noah Gray, I think, will be a big upgrade. Uh, He may not be as big of an upgrade as some would like to see this year, but I do think he will be an upgrade. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, you know, you also have a guy in Blake Bell who Kansas City already knows. They know what they have with him. He's a pretty decent blocking tight end. He can catch the ball. Uh, that's not his specialty, but he can do it. Um, and then you have a guy in Jody Fortson. So that's going to be question. That's going to be interesting to watch. Everybody's fan favorite, Jody Fortson. Now, now, folks, if you're new to us, we've had we've picked up a lot of fans here in the last what two seasons was it? Yep. Uh, that Jody's been on this roster. Um, if you're new to us and you. And you you didn't listen back in 19 or, or 18 when it was the off season. Go back and check that out because Jody came on with us and we, we got a good chunk of time with him before he actually made the roster. Um, and I think it's a good thing to hear what he's like in the press today versus the way he was back then. I, I think it's it's one of the most fun player interviews I've had in a long time. And I think you guys should check that out. That's back 
a couple of seasons ago, you can just search Locked On Chiefs and Jody's name and you'll find it. Um, and I really enjoyed that as well. It was a lot of fun talking to him. Yeah, it was it was great. And, and I think that's why he became a fan favorite is like because he is a generally positive guy. I think his social media is always very positive. And I think that's a good thing for him as well. He had fans in shirts today in practice. Sorry, I just I have to I have to point that out because that is really a big thing for a guy that's undrafted that's never played a snap in a regular season game, never been active to be able to do a snap in a regular season game. And he's got fans out there that are wearing his you know wearing shirts with his name on it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And the road for Jody Fortson's been tough. It's been a lot of back and forth. He was an extremely tall, but like not super bursty wide receiver in college then his senior year they tried to line him up inside in line as a tight end he basically just ran routes out of it like there was no blocking aspect to it it wasn't it was not a full-fledged go so he comes to the roster as a wide receiver and practiced like that for the first season then last year what we found out it, although the exposure was very very limited due to COVID last year but we found out during the process that about a quarter of the way, a third of the way through the season, they moved him back into the tight end room. Um, that was like the very inklings from the beginning when they worked him out. I can't remember which scout was there on hand. I apologize. I'll have to go look that back up. But they they did like a quick workout for him as a tight end, like as they scouted him in his yeah. room. Yeah, and, yeah, and the, the funny thing about that and the whole reason that that keeps coming up is because you look at the situation and they still listed him as a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Their media, their own media, listed him as wide receiver. And I understand those. You know, he never actually made the roster. He wasn't on the active roster, so it's not as big of a deal. But that created a lot of confusion with people. Is he wide receiver? Or is he a tight end? You know, sounds like he's in the tight end room, but they're listing him as wide receiver. Is that you know, is there something to that? But we found out. No, it's he is a tight end. They finally have updated it, so now we know that's going to be his role. And what's significant is. Dave Tobe said in his press conference the other day, Jody Fortson put on 20 pounds of muscle in the offseason. Yeah. And they're t- right. And they're th- talking about him being a four core player. If he's a four core player, I'm not so sure Blake Bell's on this roster. That's exactly where I'm coming to. And I know everyone's going to be like, Ryan, you've been on Jody's thing from the beginning. I'm like, yes, I know. And I have too. But now it's coming to the point where it's living up to the expectations. Maybe we thought he could have done last year, or the year before, or whatever. And you're right, that that weight in particular, Dave Tobe choosing to mention that. I don't think he was asked that question, if I remember the press conference correctly. I don't know. There's so many pressers, I, I can't keep up anymore, you guys. Right. But that is significant in and of itself. And playing all those special teams, with his increased capacity for making catches, I think that's a big deal. And I said earlier in the in the preseason, if he can show that he can make tough catches, that he can be a guy that can come in and make particularly third down catches when the attention is elsewhere, that that's how he makes this roster in addition to the special teams play. If he could make the tough catches I've seen, like, yes, it's just a rep or two, but you see different videos of different catches in practice. And there's a specific one that I'm remembering that he was running a a route towards the sideline. uh, And then it was supposed to cut in at the very end and it cut in and the ball ended up going out and he contorted his body to get outside, still catch the ball basically on his fingertips. Yeah. Blake Bell's not catching that ball. That's a, that's a big difference. And, you know, you say what you want about tight end three and you kind of have a move tight end type guy in gray already. I get that. 
But to me, Fortson's a different player than Gray or Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's between. <clears throat> and I think at the end of the day, I in the back of my head keeping the fact that Andy wants to throw the ball. He wants to move the ball. And yes, Bell is a better blocker. Bell's made a couple of catches. He has one touchdown catch, I believe. But I don't know that that's the upside that clicks with Andy Reid. Maybe it does, and the staff talks him out of that, that they really need the blocking. With a more power-adjacent offensive line, I'm not sure that what that's what really it comes down to. And maybe they do take the chance on some pass-catching upside. Well, that um, and Burton, too. Right. I mean, you still have a fullback that can block, and he's good at it. Yeah. So you can put him in that position, and you and he doesn't have to line up as, as a fullback. He could line up in a, you know offset as a tight end in a formation and still be okay. Yeah. I, I <clears> definite <throat> possibility. And that all comes back to who's adjacent to the line. Jody Fortson, maybe we'll see him line up more in line tight end. If we see that, I think that bodes well for him, again, with the rounding of the game. The offensive Three. line is what we have to finish up with, too, because Trey actually got on the presser today. He had some interesting comments. I want to get to that. But first, got to tell you about pretty much the best tasting protein bar you can buy. Yeah, I'm sure Juddy was on these Bill Bars because uh, putting on 20 pounds of muscle in offseason is impressive, and you're going to need a ton of protein. And look what I have right here. Oh, what do you got? Oh, look at those. New mix box, huh? The new mix box. Huh. Nine delicious flavors. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter chalk. Sorry, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salts, caramel. So there's something there for everybody. My favorite flavor, honestly, is still going to be the coconut brownie chunk. Uh, I'm still going through these, so I will let you know if I have a new favorite flavor by the time I get through the mix box. Right. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you get two of each of the nine flavors, which is what I did. Uh, and I, when I made my order, I also got a free Built Bar cooler. So just a heads up that that's possible hmm. if you go order right now. Not only are Bill Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, only 130 to 180 calories, just four to five grams of sugar and four to five grams of net carbs. Nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all very healthy. Order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. Go to BuiltBar.com. Sorry, go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. I believe Bill Barr still works as well. And yep. we were talking about the offensive line and how they're rebuilding this. You can get all your action in at betonline.ag to see just how well they do that job of rebuilding the offensive line because it's not just the tight ends that attach and help out. It's the guys that are at the core of it. You can put your money down on all the NFL action that you want as well as all the other sports. Although, are there other sports anymore? I can't remember. <laughs> really not really. Who cares about the other sports? Yeah, right. Uh, you can use your device, your laptop, whatever you want. Get over to betonline.ag and get into that. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance as the football season begins to take off and get ready for 17 weeks of fandom. Going to be fun. Head over to the website. Use our code Locked On, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. That's 50% of whatever you put down. Add in your account from betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. I'm really intrigued. Because one thing stood out to me today, uh, again, an, an indoor practice that they had to like back up the pressure schedule and all that stuff for. Um, Trey Smith, very lauded this whole time, uh, surprised me at how well he's been able to stick in with the starting group. Yeah. Good for him. And he's being lauded by a lot of people outside the organization, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> Louis Riddick, for one. Um, and I tend to listen to Jeff when Schwartz. Talking, so. 
Mitchell Schwartz, I think, too. Uh, I, I mean, uh, Jeff Allen. Yeah, they're all former Chiefs, but, I mean, they're all talking about this kid, and that's a, that's a very big positive. Well, and who better to actually know what he has to go through in terms of learning the offense and understanding. Absolutely. Too. Um, and Jeff had him on the whiteboard for their C- series. Uh, was it Big Boys? or I can't remember what they called it, but it's attached to the O-line masterminds. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that that's a really positive. But the thing that we saw w- when I looked at his college tape, he was on the ground some. Um, Dan Harms has been helping me with that. Still seeing that when we go back and look. He talked about it today about, hey, you know, you got to make sure that you understand what you're doing, getting your punch, getting your feet under you so you don't end up on your butt. And so it's good to see him. You mean Chris Jones putting him on his butt? Well, that too. That's going to happen whether you're prepared or not. <laughs> yes, so. it is. That's, that's a specific rep I keep remembering is watching those two go at it. And honestly, the thing I liked about it the most, and you're talking about him getting on his butt and, and what he's talking about and what he's learning, Chris Jones worked him in that rep. Mm-hmm. But Chris Jones is going to work just about anybody. I mean, he's probably the top two, the number two defensive tackle in the NFL. And Jones got after him, got him on the ground, and then still gave him a butt pat when he got done. Yeah. So Jones understands he was doing what he was supposed to do, and he's trying to learn. Uh, and I love seeing that type of stuff. Well, and that's my big thing is he's self-aware. He understands that that's part of his game from before that he needs to clean up, and he, he understands the bigger part, which is like the magic word that Andy Reid put out a couple of weeks ago and that we've been saying pretty uh, – pretty consistently ourselves through the off season is consistency from Trey Smith is the key. Yep. And so not only do you get to go against Chris Jones, and even if you lose, you're still practicing against the best guy you're ever going to face because the Rams aren't on the schedule this year. So until you play them, you're not going to go up against better competition. That is going to get you better. But understanding, being self-aware that being on the ground and being consistent are the two things that he has to work on the most. I'm really encouraged by that and the fact that he's doing it in the starting lineup. Yeah, and he still does it with an attitude, which you have to absolutely love from an offensive lineman because, honestly, the Chiefs haven't had that. I mean, Assimile had an attitude, but yeah. he didn't play most of the year last year. Name another Chiefs lineman last year that had an attitude. There wasn't one. Now, Wiz had one, but he couldn't execute it anymore. Right. So, I mean, but that was two years ago. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, the Chiefs haven't had an offensive lineman with an attitude. And honestly, I do believe Orlando Brown has it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's going to be one of those things that they're going to be having on their team. And honestly, it's it's kind of cool if you think about it. Your left tackle has an attitude. Uh, he's flanked by a guy that seems pretty even keel in, in Tooney. And then you have Creed Humphrey, who is pretty even keel too. And then you have another attitude at right guard. So. And I think Lucas Niang can absorb some of that. You see Niang and Smith hanging out a lot, like on the way up and down the hill and stuff. You see in some of the photos when, um, you know, they're huddled up or whatever. Like, so I, I hope that that is all rubbing off together and becoming again that that five man unit. That's what it needs to be. Um, very encouraging for me. For I don't know that Trey Smith's going to change his game in a single season or a single off season as we've seen here. But the fact that he's aware makes me confident he will get there eventually. And so there could be some hiccups here in the preseason, maybe even after the season starts. But I'm pretty happy with where he's at. I think you have to be extremely happy with where he's at. A fifth round, I mean, obviously he was underdrafted because of the condition that he has. And thank you that uh, the NFL allowed that. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that's going to be a major steal for Kansas City. And, you know, you're looking at a situation where he is likely going to be the starter week one at this point. LDT looks like he's going to be out, and he had an 
soft cast on his hand, which probably means he's not going to be playing for the next couple of weeks, would be my guess. Because yeah. he definitely isn't practicing. And then we still don't know about Long. So I can't imagine they're going to throw him out to start right before the season if he hasn't practiced at all. Yeah. I mean, the only concern right now is make sure Trey Smith stays healthy. That's it. Yep. I mean, and that's what it's going to be at this point. Now, LDT hadn't cut into his reps with the ones yet anyway. So I think that we're seeing how this is going to fall out is based on where they are right now. I'm confident in it. Yeah, and I agree with you. I don't think LDT had really cut into his reps at all, obviously. And so that's encouraging. The question is going to be, is LDT going to be somebody that they can count on to be healthy enough to play this year? And I'm not talking starter. I'm talking just a backup. Yeah, my guess is will be. We'll have to find that out, and hopefully we'll know a little bit more tomorrow. Hopefully we get to see an actual practice. If you guys were out there, I'm sorry for your Sunday. Um, <laughs> I know there were some folks that made a, a pretty good trek just to get rained out. I understand yeah. how that goes. It's happened to me too. But if you're going to be out that. there this week, enjoy yourselves. I'm going to be out there next Monday. So if you're thinking about a day or you're trying to get those points to grab those tickets, 16th, 17th, 18th, that's when I am planning on being at camp. I hope I will run into some of you there. We thank you for listening to us today. Like, sub on YouTube. Go ahead and subscribe. And thank you for all of the new subscriptions and for watching all of our videos. We do appreciate that. Absolutely. Um, and, and hit the subscriptions on Spotify as well as iTunes and all the podcast platforms because we're not going anywhere there either. So thank you guys for today. Hope you enjoy tomorrow as well. And we'll talk to you then. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening.